What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Unlock Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we'll talk about implementing lean enterprise and how to develop people along the journey. I want to welcome Jeff Hasty. He's a master in lean enterprise deployment. He's a founder and president at Learn and Apply Lead. In his career, he has experience from the aerospace industry and also in the consumer electronic industry. He spent 19 years at Bose, where he successfully developed, led, implemented lean initiatives. Jeff also developed and led the global lean learning constant of over 60 virtual global lean leaders. So uh, welcome, Jeff. Um, I'm really glad you're, you're here today. Um, tell me about your passion for being innovative and a little bit about yourself. Hello, Santa. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. Uh, so again, my name is Jeff Hasty. Um, I, uh, I retired actually from Bose uh, a little over a year ago and started my plan. I'll talk a little bit more about planning, but I started my plan for uh, retirement, which was to work. And that was to do <laughs> consulting. I started my own consulting business and, and to, to continue my passion for helping others develop this lean thinking and structured problem solving mindset. And I have a passion for that. And I kind of get that passion, I think, from you know, my, my life, my, my journey through life. And when I was young, my mother said that I constantly would be uh, looking for tools, you know, even if they were toys, toy hammers, toy saws. When I was five years old, I got my first workbench and I've been a woodworker since then, since I was five years old. And I would start with just hammering things together and making these cool things to show my mother and father. Uh, and today, you know, I, I, I can make furniture and armoires and ah, cabinets yeah, all of it. And, and all learned myself. And, and it was just all around solving problems and how do, you, how do you make this thing work? And I get that a little bit from my parents. I think my father was a mechanical engineer, loved to solve problems, fix things all the time where I tagged along with him. My mother was a nurse very structured, very planful. <laughs> uh, I learned planning from my mother and father. And I said planning because I am a planner. I plan, I write things down, and then I execute that plan, which is very important in business, obviously. And, and so I went through my journey uh, and went to school for uh, forestry, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. Because I loved wood. I loved woodworking. I ended up going uh, for an undergraduate degree in wood products engineering. I also got a business degree at the same time from Syracuse University. So wood products engineering and business. And my career went through a metalworking, woodworking, obviously, woodworking and cabinet manufacturing, to metalworking, to uh, aerospace, to consumer electronics. And, you know, all through those uh, different disciplines, you have processes. And processes are processes, no matter what you're working on, whether you're working in accounting or you're working in, in uh, sales and marketing or you're working in uh, engineering, there is a process and they all can be approved to optimize a business. Uh, when I first got exposed to Lean and Six Sigma, it was back in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. and uh, I learned 
um, and it was in aerospace. I learned lean from Pratt and Whitney, and I learned Six Sigma from GE aircraft engines. And so those were two of the customers, our main customers for the aerospace company that I worked for that supplied uh, jet engine components and structural components. And uh, I learned from both of those companies. So I got a real strong dose of lean and uh, certification in both and then uh, certification as a black belt. And at the time, believe it or not, those two disciplines were separate. You would have an organization or a company that had a lean department and had a Six Sigma department. And I thought that was just not smart. That's not how to do it. Yeah. And eventually, uh, when, I, when I actually, when I went to Bose is when I made that real transition. It's almost like starting over after you spend uh, 19 years in aerospace. Yeah. I called it the boot, the boot camp, uh, 19 years of boot camp. <laughs> Uh, with unions and, and uh, you know, just the pressures of aerospace and, and, the, and the oversight of aerospace. Learning these powerful tools in my background that eventually was in industrial engineering, um, finally doing things that I thought an industrial engineer ought to be doing. And I learned to, uh, to combine these two things. Like you're starting over, you go in with a strategy to a new company when I started the yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so, so that brings me yeah. to, because I have, so when you start, right, with companies, when they start their lean enterprise journey, um, it's more about creating a culture and sustain that culture. And now where you're saying, you know, combining these two departments, it's, it's not a program, it is that culture. So how do you, how do you change a DNA uh, in a company and, and how, how do you start? What, what does it take? Yeah. So that's a, that's one of my favorite stories, Santa, and it could be a long story. I'll try to make it a short story. Okay. Yeah. We have time. It's really a, nine, a 19 year journey when it comes yeah. to changing a culture, because that's exactly what happened in, in, at Bose Corporation. We changed the culture. When I first got to Bose, I was hired because I had a black belt certification. I was hired into the quality organization, individual contributor, senior industrial engineer, a senior, excuse me, quality engineer. I actually took a step down to get into Bose. It was my strategy to get into Bose and to lead this type of journey. I wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, I felt Bose was ready for it. And yet I was told within two weeks after I started from my boss's boss, the, the, the global director of quality said to me, Jeff, don't ever try to implement Lean Six Sigma here because it won't work. I've tried, yeah. it's just something this company will so never You do. called it something different, right? Of what did you do? <laughs> All I did for the next four years, did you ever hear the term Nimawashi, preparing the ground? For yeah. the next four years, I prepared the ground to launch a full corporate-wide Lean Six Sigma deployment. Now, remember, I was an individual contributor, three or four levels down from senior, you know, the, the president of the company. Mm -hmm. And I aligned with the folks in the manufacturing operations and help them achieve their goals. They had these, what they called BHAGs, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals that they had to achieve yeah. at a cost reduction. I aligned with them and helped them achieve those goals through applying Lean and Six Sigma principles without telling them what they were, really yeah. prioritizing them and, and you know, make it a big fanfare, just help them succeed. And got recognition over those four years to the point where I was able to get the president of the company at the time and the vice president of, uh, of uh, uh, and, and the director of quality to go to a, I call it a go-see. And I call them strategic go-sees because you're trying to get them to change their thinking, these senior yeah. leaders to change their thinking. 
And I said, this was something we should do at Bose, launch this full scale continuous improvement program, Lean Six Sigma journey. And they said, at the time they said, yeah, we can see it, Jeff. We see how it's working in manufacturing, but it won't work beyond manufacturing, we don't think. So I took them to a hospital organization that had been well along on the journey that I'd come to, uh, to be familiar with through my master black belt program, which they were so gracious to provide me at Bose. I went through the program, but I met this vice president of Six Sigma at the, at the hospital organization, very large hospital organization yeah. in Ohio. And they spent a full day there, my senior leaders. And it took me a year, by the way, to get that, that trip arranged. Right. <laughs> and they spent a year there and they could not stop talking on the way home on, in, the air, in the airport, Jeff, we've got to do this. How are we going to do this? John, how are we going to do this? We've got to do it. And this is, they were so excited from what they saw. Now they saw that this is not just for manufacturing. Manufacturing, yeah. And so I call those strategic go-sees. And we had several of those over the years at Bose to kind of keep us you know, on these inflection points of, of improvement. And uh, so came back and they asked me, would I lead this deployment? corporate-wide for the company. And, you know, people say, geez, Jeff, it was so lucky that you got to do that. You know, luck is being prepared and in the right place at yeah. the right time. Because when they said to me, Jeff, can you, can you develop a plan for us? I pushed it over to them and it was a two-year deployment plan that I had already developed, right? Yeah. yeah. And they were thrilled to get started. But that's very important to change culture is to get leaders yeah. engaged. Leaders first. Yeah. We spent the first six months of our journey teaching leaders. So we, we put the leaders through champion and advocate training, and then we executed two programs, two, one in manufacturing, one in sales, so we could show the difference, right? And the yeah. two that, that works in both areas. And we taught leaders along the way as we reported out on those projects and senior leaders were the champions, we, we reported out and we taught the leadership every step of the way what their role was. And I'm talking yeah. about the very senior leaders of the company. And then we began to train the broader population. Right. So how do you communicate through, because that's a long development and process to, to do all this mm -hmm. and planning. How do you how do you communicate to a global organization? Because Bose is, a, is and it was right a big organization. So how do you how do you communicate? This is happening. This is what's happening. This is the you know mm -hmm. how many not details, but but how how transparent are you upfront? Yeah, it was interesting that the president of the company announced we were going to take this this focused journey yeah. for the company. And then everyone would, would over the over it was about six months before we began to start to train some of the folks in the organization after focusing on the leaders. And during that six months, people would say, to me, Jeff, I thought we were doing this. They said we were going to do this. And and you know, John announced it. And why are we why are we we doing it? I said, because we're focusing on leaders, right? Yeah. And then when we started, we started very small. In anything that you do transforming mm -hmm. an organization, you need to start start small, pilot, get quick wins and expand on those quick wins, right? And if you do yeah. that, it's it's like, it's like, you know, you're turning up the heat a little at a time, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> Eventually yeah. the pot is boiling 
Yeah. But it, it takes, you know, turning it up just a little at a time. And as you do that, you continue to train and develop people and align them to the business that improvements that need to be made to achieve strategy. Yeah. So what about how fast, because again, you said it takes time and you start small, but so how, mm -hmm. but you need the wins and the wins are is, mm -hmm. is the success stories that helps other rings in the water to say, oh, we want to do the same. We want to have Jeff on my team. No. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So how, it, it, you, you need to go fast, but also slow because you need to do it in, in the proper way. Um, so when when did you started to see the wins? Is it months we're talking about, or is it quarter? You know, is it whole quarter? Is it years? Well, how fast? The first the first two projects we did to to prove the value to the leaders, right? Yeah. So we're training the leaders, we're teaching the leaders, we're reporting out to the leaders on a regular basis. A little six months. I remember my boss telling me, Jeff, here's the project. Here's your project and here's your colleague's project and you have four months to get them done. Because okay. <laughs> we're but not waiting. Yeah, taking four months. And yeah. when we did, and we, we both were successful, got them done in four months, significant impact to the company. They were very yeah. strategic projects because they were selected by leadership. Yeah. Very strategic, transformed the, uh, the way we did things in those two areas for forever. And uh, it was a tremendous learning for the company. And we did it in four months. And right. so we had results in four months, but we only had two projects. We focused yeah. and we had leadership support the entire way. We wanted to prove to ourselves as a company that this was the right step for us. And this would be valuable in the long run. And, uh, so yeah. four months is all we We had results in yeah. four months. In four months. And I'm sure it's also good to have that kind of deadline. So it's not going to be a forever continuous improvement project. Yeah. And then something else gets more important, right? And then you you will exactly mostly go yeah. that way. Okay. Yeah. What about so in four months? I'm sure there has been some roadblocks or speed bumps um, on yes. on the journey, right? Something happens that you didn't plan, or there could be pockets of resistance in the organization. Um, so you have to have experience there. But uh, yes. what what did you do? So I remember if you think about that journey, we had results on two projects in six months. Now this was a 19 year journey that, that I participated in. It's still going on today without me, by the way. I left them in a, in a way that they didn't need a, a role like mine anymore. Their culture was such that it was a, a natural phenomenon, a natural capability that the organization had to solve problems. And so they didn't need me. And I remember the, um, my, my statement over these 19 years to people is I'm trying to work myself out of a job. I've been trying for my whole career, but I'm trying to work myself out of a job. My position should not exist. And at Bose, I was the first one to hold the position and I was the last one to hold the position. And I was the only one that held it all the way through. Right. That's a, and yeah, so no, that's that a good, uh, was exactly on what it. should happen. So that, yeah. year, that journey was 19 years. Now there are problems. I, I remember I have a, colleague, during this journey, I only had one direct report through those years. And all those lean leaders were all indirect reports. They were yeah. all within their organizations, developed skill sets within the organizations. They took direction, leadership, uh, strategy from the deployment office. But there was only two in the deployment office, one and a colleague of mine. And every Friday for those early years, we would either be ecstatic 
And we had a report out in front of the executives yeah. where, where one of our, our trainees came in and talked about a pro, you know, and it went terrific. And we were just, we went home, we had a great weekend. I mean, and some Fridays we didn't have that particular report out, but things weren't going well in the journey and we had particular issues and we would go home dejected after that in that Friday. So we had, we, we laughed about it over it's the It's a whole years. roller coaster of emotional. And downs <laughs> and ups and downs. And sometimes we were happy and ecstatic yeah. and things were going well. And sometimes, the, oh, this is hard and it's, you know, yeah. we got to get through this particular issue. But it's, it's persistence, constancy of purpose, and playing for the long run. And I, I'll say that, you know, working for companies that play for the wrong, long run is important. And leadership engagement is hugely important uh, yeah. in these types of transformations. So do you, so still you, you will have that roller coaster of emotional um, if, if it was a good Friday or bad Friday, right? Depending on the project. So how do you, if you have that pocket of resistance, um, mm -hmm. I've seen it in the different places I've been, um, how do you, do you, do you just keep them retraining, recommunicating, or do you have to, or are you saying we, we need, uh, we need to, to reskill and then, or change the, the responsibilities of, of this dynamic? What's mm -hmm. the, um, yeah, that's such a varied and broad question because I can think of three or four examples and there's probably a hundred more, more. Okay. over the years that I'm not remembering. Yeah, that we had to deal with and we had people that would go through in the early days, go through our advocate training and they were staunch, just resistors, yeah. resistors. And they, you know, were asked to do a project at some point after that training and they went through additional training and they and they were successful and they became just staunch advocates. And, and we, we had experiences where people went from you know, this guy is a disruptor in class to he's standing up in front of the executive committee telling him how, how successful he was on a project and how this methodology helped him to be successful more so than he never thought in his career. Yeah. And so that happens. Also, uh, people leave the company. That yeah. happens as well. And when you, your culture begins to change, some people are not comfortable with that culture. You know, we developed what we call the Bose production system, which is the Toyota production system. And all of our plants and, and distribution centers around the world took over a number of years, obviously, to continue, and it continues today. But some people aren't comfortable with that environment, and they leave the company. They just find their way out. That happens, yeah. too. We also have senior leaders, and I have an example there, where they resist. And uh, yeah. one senior leader, I remember saying, there's no way we're going to get 50% improvement in quality, inventory reduction, space reduction. No way. He said, I know, because I've been doing this a long time and we are the best at what we do, right? Mm -hmm. And we did. We piloted and we got those and more. And he still didn't believe it. And he was a resistor. And yeah. his boss which was both of our bosses, <laughs> told me, Jeff, you've got to help him see. He yeah. said it in a little bit more stringent terms, but he said, <laughs> I can't have someone on my staff that doesn't get where we're going. I yeah. can't have, so no, you your job to. is to help him see, and here's your project. And at the next, end of the next, this year, you're going to tell me whether he gets it or not. Yeah. And, and I had to partner with the individual and yeah. he, you know, you know, credit to him, 
went through the learning I recommended, and it was a lot of go see and experience and immerse yourself in the methodology, learn from people that have done it. And I found the opportunities for him and he did it. And he became one of our strongest advocates. And to this day, he's leading in, in another job, in another yeah. company, and he's leading this approach. He's, and so he's a believer. No. <laughs> yes. He's a believer. And he also said later in, in, in this journey, he said, my boss, his boss, stuck with him longer than he would have stuck with, with yeah. somebody, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so yeah. that's important. That's important. Yeah. So you have yeah. people that get it and it's just so good for them so, in the long run, yeah. but some won't and they'll find their way out of the company. Way, so yeah. yeah. There's many I've, of those stories. Yeah, that's many. Of it. I, <laughs> I've learned that some of them, that's if there's a lot of resistance, as you said, they can actually turn around and be the one that follows the, the system the best. But yes. it just takes a long because they're asking so many questions and the questions can seem to be the negative and be the resistant. But, but I've learned that the questions now is to, to be sure that it's zooming out that you see, you check everything. Um, right. So, so yes. I think the, the being in it and it's may, it can be like a hurricane sometimes or <laughs> yep. um, when you're done and you reflect back that's where you're like, oh, why didn't I see it? But yeah. that's because you're in the middle of it. Um, but then yeah. that can bring you to the next project. So, uh, right, right. so you grow. Yeah, and this critical mass, when you say, how does, it, how does the organization change and the culture change? At some point you get to critical mass where people around them see others being successful, solving problems, getting in front of the executive committee, reporting out on their projects. And we would publicize that, you know, we would find a way to let people know this was happening. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and when they saw that happening around them and people solving problems in this way around them, it, it becomes peer pressure to the point where, you know, I better get into that training. And they, maybe they're getting some encouragement by their leadership, but they get into the training and they see the advantages. And if it's the total organization is managing their, their business through this management system, then how do you stay out of it? And you either leave the company or you learn the tools and methodologies and the way the business is run, right? Yeah, okay. But what about um, this, the world is so busy, right? It's evolving, it's going faster mm -hmm. and faster and faster. So even though you sit there and saying, this is the strategy, this is where we're going, there's always extra stuff happening through a year. That's what I experienced. So how do you how do you tackle both the urgent and the important within an organization? Yeah, and that's a delicate balance. It's got to be a balance. And I'll I'll give you a funny story. Uh, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, I guess it was funny at the time too. You know, depending on who you were. But a senior <laughs> leader and a company I worked for at one point said to the president of the company. I don't have time for Lean Six Sigma. I have too many problems to solve. <laughs> and, and so, you know, everyone's probably seen the, you know, the 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 guys with the spears and the Gatling gun salesman. You know, tell the Gatling gun salesman, stay away. I I I'm too busy fighting a war with his spears, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's there's there is that uh, phenomena where people just can't find the time to improve their business when really their job is to add more value to the customer through their business, but they don't have time to get better. It's a, it's a conundrum really. 
and, but it is, it is reality and it's really what happens. And, and it's gotta be a balance. There's gotta be leadership support. It really helps when a company plays for the long-term and not looking to, to solve the world every quarter, right? And, yeah. uh, and, and, and kind of losing patience and, and really not getting the, the, the benefits they could get out of changing the culture and upskilling people. But you have to focus the work the, the training and development and the application on critical business issues. So the only reason to develop people, and that's what this is all about is developing people to add more value to the company. The only reason to develop people is so that they can do their job better, faster, and more effectively. Mm -hmm. If you give them focus and the right work and give them the right tools and support them in executing, whether they have a coach, and their leadership support, they're going to get results better, faster, more effectively. And our first group of trainees, way back in the beginning, I can remember one senior leader at Bose was attending a report out and the team was reporting out on their project work. It was six or seven black belts in training and they were reporting out on their work. And her comment at the end of the presentations is you made that much progress, that much progress in this short amount of time with the team. They, they hadn't experienced that amount of speed of changing or improving a problem before. And they just saw six or I think it was six of them, six projects reported out and they were flabbergasted on how much progress the team nice. had made in that short period of time. That's what building the capability is all about. Yeah. And if you can have the patience and the focus and the leadership support and apply what you've learned to the right work, it will yield business results. And so that, that conundrum of I don't have time to train people because I'm, you know, I'm too busy fighting these fires, the fires yeah. eventually get less and less and less. And I've seen that happen. I've oh, yeah. seen the fires get less and less and less. Um, but at the same time, the world doesn't stop changing and the business challenges get more and more and more. So, it, it, you know, and I'll give you one other story. I talked to one of my plant managers in, in our Mexico facility. One of my go-sees, we were seven years on the journey of the Bose production system, the lean production, lean management system. And I said to him, he had, he had at the end of this review of kind of the annual progress that he'd made, in this facility, I said, I said, um, he said, Jeff, I got so many problems. We have so many challenges in this facility. And I said, just think back seven years ago. If you had not taken these steps to build this lean management system and upskill your people and help them focus and be able to solve your business problems better, faster, more effectively, where would you be today, given the problems you're facing right now? He says, no way, we would have to close, we would have to close the plant because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have the people and the capabilities in the people to solve these problems today. So the world keeps changing, right? And getting more complex. And mm -hmm. if you don't bring your people and your capability and your systems, management systems along to compensate for that, you will fast be able to uh, not be yeah. able to keep up, right? Yeah. It's a must have, you need to do it. It's uh, nothing else. But what about, um, so when you, you have these successes, 
um, I've seen different ways where you say, yeah, we're celebrating every success. What about celebrating that you actually had a failure and you learned from that failure and you moved along and you, 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 you came along? Because what I'm seeing, and again, is that some, some organization have it difficult to say, hey, I failed. Um, and yeah. now this is my plan to get back on track. But to, to have an organization where you can trust each other, where it's okay to, to show up and saying, hey, yeah, I messed up. Um, it takes a lot. Of course, you can say, yeah, just the leaders will do it, but it's the whole organization that has to do it. So do you have any yeah. experience where you can, you celebrate it, the failures? Uh, I have a few. <laughs> some were, some were, are good, some are not so good, but they were also learning, right? Yeah. They were, they were, they were All learning. opportunities to teach. Yeah. And when, when someone or some leader doesn't celebrate a failure, yeah. You have to point it out to them. You have to say, hey, we learned something here. Because mm -hmm. we didn't do this, this, and this, this is what happened to the process. And so that's why it's so important that we do this, this, and this. Yeah. And they learn and they have to learn. But sometimes you have to point that out to them, right? I've yeah. had also had individual people working on projects that were dejected because they got to the, you know, well into the project and the data didn't show them what they expected, right? And yeah. they said, and, and it literally said, I, I failed. I didn't get the results I was, I was expecting. And I said, it's not a failure. You now know no, what you it didn't isn't. know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. And, and you can still regroup. Yeah and begin to solve that problem in a different way, but you now know what it isn't. And by the way, that problem's been here for ages. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just because you didn't fix it, doesn't mean you're a failure. You yeah. knocked something off the list that you yeah. now know, that's which not everyone it. thought it was, this yeah. isn't it. Yeah, now you have the data on it. It's not just the, the right. feeling saying, I think this is right. the problem or the root cause. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and I don't want to trivialize your, your point of this, this needs to be ingrained in the culture and it doesn't happen overnight. I no. have one um, senior leader that, um, you know, when you think about red, yellow, green, right? When you color code things, red, yellow, green, and many of yeah. you are in your lean journey, that's, that's a common thing, your visual management. And everyone loves to be green, right? Yeah. Everyone loves to be green. And, and, but we wanna be transparent. We wanna know where the problems are. We wanna know that we, we need to escalate. And in our early journey, I, we had uh, a plant, a particular plant that was red in a lot of areas, right? And we had another plant that was green in a lot of areas. And all the attention was given to the plant that was green. And the yeah. plant that was red was, was kind of pushed off to the side and, and maybe comments made that didn't feel make them that feel That was the so stepsister, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. And, and I had to go back to the, the senior leader and say, hey, we have to celebrate the red because they're being transparent and they're saying, we have a problem. What you wanna do is you wanna really praise them. If they say, I have a problem in this particular area, here's our countermeasure and we're beginning to execute it. We expect to have that countermeasure executed by the next time we report out. And we're hoping that that countermeasure moves us into the, the positive uh, sense in this particular yeah. process. We don't need any help. We think we've got it under control. That is yeah. a very positive statement. That is what you celebrate. Don't celebrate the green. That's the green. good. Everything. Yeah. Else. 
Yeah. yeah, but pay attention to how they're approaching yeah. the fact that they have a problem. Did they escalate? Did they consider escalating? Did they develop a countermeasure and they've got it under control? That's what you celebrate. Yeah, right? yeah. and it's transparency as well, right? And giving that trust right. that to show that you are red and not saying, yeah, we're almost, almost green. No. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so... Um, Going a little bit where we are now, so in terms of innovations, what, what is the most important thing you can do in your space right now with all your learnings? Well, as you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a consultant now and I'm consulting. So what's important when you're on these types of journeys? And I talked about strategic benchmarking, right? Mm -hmm. And we had probably around two, three, four strategic benchmarks. That's you don't just bring people to see something and hope something happens in a strategic benchmark. You plan it, you orchestrate it, you make sure the conversations are had that need to be had. You pair people together who are like colleagues and, and you make sure that the other colleague has a script, right? Yeah. That, that influences the person you wanna influence. Those are strategic benchmarking opportunities. We had them for our Lean Six Sigma deployment. We had them for our design for Lean Six Sigma deployment. We had them for our Bose production system deployment. We had them for our sustainability deployment. It's influencing leaders with taking them to see what it is you want them to do and move towards in the organization at home, right? Yeah. See who's done it better already. And so my pur purpose as a consultant is I've been on that journey that trans took an organization that had no need for these types of methodologies, didn't want them mm -hmm. to 20 years later, there was a culture of lean thinking and structured problem solving in the organization. And I know the path. And that's yeah. what I wanna do for other companies, show them the path. I know how to do it. I've been there and done it. I've gone through ups and downs yeah. and I can help them see the path forward. And you also, what I can do is get people to understand it's not training, training the masses and hoping something happens. It's orchestrating a change in the culture, a transformation in the culture, which involves training. Just yeah, in time that's training. A part, it's right? a part of it, yeah. Yeah, no, it, right. no, I think that's really important. That's really important to understand that. Yeah. It's not just you just throw and saying here, that's the training and then it's fixed. Um, it's that's a much bigger picture to it. Um, right. So I saw the, the other day, I saw the quote that says, we, we don't grow when things are easy, we grow when we face a challenge. So mm -hmm. what would you tell yourself um, <laughs> if we go back saying, we, we just talked about it 20 years ago, what would you have told yourself? Yeah, so what I would have told myself is uh, 20 years ago was, Jeff, stay the course, be true to what you believe, you wanna implement, a change in this organization, you think it's the right thing, stay to, stay with it because in 20 years, you'll be able to look back and see the vast change in the way things are done. And so that would be what I would say to myself 20 years ago. The other thing I would say, yeah. and I was able to learn this between my 19 years in aerospace, moving into my 19 years in consumer electronics. As I moved in, I had learned that as an engineer myself, I tended to want to do things myself, right? And I was given the feedback, Jeff, you do a great job, right? You get things done, 
but you've got to trust the team. You could get so much more done if you just trusted the team, right? Yeah. And so I took that to heart and I, you know, you're starting fresh. I went into the consumer electronics business and I took that to heart. And as I, as I moved through my career and anyone moves through their career, there's these windows of opportunity that float by, right? Mm -hmm. Many people just watch the window float by, right? Say goodbye to the window. <laughs> the, the smart people jump through that window of opportunity. They don't know what's on the other side. It could be a lot of work. It could be a lot of headaches. It could, but that, as you, your point, that's when you grow. Yeah. And I had, I can name the windows of opportunity in my career very yeah. distinctly. And they were painful and they were <laughs> hard work. Yeah. One of them, one of the, the windows was being asked to implement Lean Six Sigma at, at this worldwide company while implementing the very first project at the same time. And I couldn't find my, I didn't know how to do that. I thought that was unfair, but it was a window of opportunity. And one of my trusted colleagues said to me at the time, Jeff, do you wanna be a black belt in the journey that we're starting to take? Or do you wanna lead the journey? Yeah. And of course I wanted to lead the journey. Of course, right? yeah. I said, honey, I'm gonna be 24 seven for the next minimum six months. And I'm just, this is what it's gonna to have to be. I said, but we're on the 20 yard line. Are we going yeah. in for the touchdown or are we kicking a field goal? I think we want to go in for the touchdown. Jump through the window, right? And just do it. Yeah, and no, it and, it's stepping, and it's stepping stone as well, right? Because you yeah. could have jumped to the right or to the left and which one did you then take? But it's, yeah. a, it's a whole journey through life. Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was tough, but rewarding. And yeah. I thought I was busy and overwhelmed at that point in time. When I got that under control and back, you know, six or seven months later, and back to normal kind of mm -hmm. a work life. My boss came to me and said, Jeff, uh, we're going to be implementing the Bose production system or the Toyota production system in our manufacturing plants. And he says, I'm, I'm busy with this uh, you know, yeah, here you MRP go. <laughs> implementation. You're going to have to lead it, right? And yeah. the wave came over again and the window yeah. floated by, right? And I could let it go or jump through it. Okay. And I, at that point, I had to learn to trust the people that I had helped to develop to that point in time. Yeah. And focus on the next element. Yeah. And I, that you could see those over every two or three years, another one of those came by. Yeah. And at the end of the journey, I was leading so much in the company that people would say, how do you do that with one direct report? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was your magic. The trusting people. people. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good takeaway. So yeah. thank you so much uh, for being on my podcast today. This was really exciting. Um, I really loved it. Yeah, that was a pleasure to be with you. And uh, thank you very much for asking me. If you enjoyed this podcast, and if you like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Until then, stay curious and keep learning.